Hi, I'm Tony Hines and you're listening to the Chain Reaction Podcast, all about supply chain advantage. Hello everyone, great to be here. This is a special market edition of the Chain Reaction Podcast and we're going to take a look at the United Kingdom mini budget that was published this week and it's a strategy for growth. So the government says we're looking at how the market is configured and how it impacts what we do in supply chains, what's happening in the world markets and how world markets will respond or may respond to some of the things that are discussed in the strategy. So stay tuned. I hope you're going to enjoy this special edition. And one of the things that's been happening in the United Kingdom has been the change of government. We have a new Prime Minister, a new Chancellor of the Exchequer, a new Cabinet. And we have some new policies. And it's all about growth. And we have a new budget, which isn't called a budget, it's called a fiscal event, to avoid public scrutiny. And that budget has attempted to reverse some of the recent tax increases that have happened. And it's hoped that it will stimulate growth. Problem is, of course that the fiscal changes taking place that the government have implemented is in conflict with the Bank of England's policy, which is to raise interest rates. So on the one hand, you've got monetary policy run by the Bank of England, which is independent of government, so we're led to believe, and they are raising interest rates. They've raised them by another half percent, and that was supposed to take money out of the economy to dampen demand. But on the other side of the coin, we have the government's fiscal policy, That's stimulating demand, although perhaps not as much as you might think, because much of the tax changes are delayed. And also the higher earners, those on higher incomes, are receiving most of the benefit. And if we look at the statistics and the evidence on spending, most of those tend to invest or save their money rather than spend on consumption. So, It seems to be some conflict and some confusion over what the policy is. And the markets didn't take it well. They've actually pushed the exchange rate in the United Kingdom down to its lowest level in 37 years. So the price of the pound against the dollar right now is 109, which is extremely low. The thing that's keeping it at this level, of course, is concern about the debt that will be added in the tax giveaways that the government has announced because public debt will rise. But the United Kingdom has a really good record of paying its debts off, so I don't think anyone should be too concerned here. So I expect the exchange rate to come back as growth increases, and there's less nervousness in the market. It is a good time for international investors to invest in the UK right now, because I doubt they'd get uh, cheaper prices on their investment and higher returns than anywhere else in the world, I'm guessing. Stability is one of the big advantages of investing in the United Kingdom, and you always know that the investment will create a return, certainly over the medium term. As energy prices fall, and there's a return to a more stable world economy, that investment will look even better. Speculators, of course, in the market will always try to bump around the exchange rate to make it look worse than it is, so that they can make some gain. Some of the good things which are in the 
changes made by government, or the support for businesses, albeit for six months, to reduce energy prices. And everybody's agreed on that. That needed to be done. And for consumers, energy prices are also capped. And so they've given some protection against those energy prices for consumers and for businesses. For consumers, it's for the next two years. And that had to be done in the circumstances of Putin's invasion of the Ukraine with the uncertainty over gas prices. And so I think everybody applauds those changes. What they're not so happy about is the way it's going to be paid for. And many think that the energy companies themselves should have contributed more towards this and they ought to have looked after their customers also. After all, they'll be receiving monies into the future. But the government decided it would come out of taxation. So they're hitting, although they say they're not raising taxes, that taxation will have to be paid in future years to provide the support in the present. Now, this is all having impacts on supply chains in a number of different ways. It won't necessarily change the immediate situation, but it's likely that the supply side support will stimulate some growth in the short term, and that may well increase the available supply of goods as firms invest in the UK. And that's the hope, of course. It's a very difficult balancing act, as we know. But time will tell whether these policies are good or not so good. Now, on a separate note, I saw a great film this week. It was Top Gun and the Return of Maverick. Tom Cruise, of course, flying those F-14s in a daring raid on a uranium plant somewhere in enemy territory. And it made me think, if it was only so easy to deal with those bad guys. But I know whose side I'd rather be on, having watched Top Gun. Now, we'd all like to be Maverick, saving our supply chains, dealing with all the challenges we face on a daily basis, building the team and making it work just so. And we do. Many of us do happen to deal with those changes and make things better for everyone by working behind the scenes to keep those supply chains moving. We have some top talent in supply chains and the job roles are changing on a daily basis. Just like those old aircraft switching to more data analytics that have to be managed in the plane. So too the supply chain works like that. We've got far more data to manage on a daily basis today and we need people who understand that data to manage the system. And so plenty of opportunity for people wanting to build a career in supply chains. And it's a good place to be because supply chains aren't going away. Now, if you're new to supply chains and you want to find out about careers in supply chains, a good starting point would be to go and listen to the Chain Reaction podcast on supply chain careers, where you'll hear more about the possibilities of working in supply chains and how to get there. Now, let's look at the situation from the world market point of view to reflect back on the UK's strategy for growth. There's a growing consensus in the world markets that there will be a global recession. And that has to be bad news for everyone. That will mean shrinkage in the size of economies around the globe. And as that happens, resources will become underutilised, supplies 
will diminish or supply availability will diminish and that will drive prices higher. So it's likely that prices go up. Now if prices go up and your exchange rate is lower then you become an attractive proposition in terms of international trade if you can supply the world and the markets. And so there will be winners and losers in this process. One of the key challenges of course is the energy problem and while Putin wages war and conscripts Russians to fight in Ukraine then the pressure both on Russia and other countries becomes greater. It means the capacity to produce will fall because the energy to create that production will not be available or it will be available at a price that's unsustainable where you can't really sell the goods at a reasonable price in the market. So it pushes people out of the market. Not only does that happen, but as energy is in short supply and everybody wants that energy, there are winners and losers. So Europe is relatively rich to the rest of the world. And as a consequence, it's able to bid prices higher. But the rest of the world can't really take those prices, particularly in low-income countries. And they need energy too. So it means there's a redistribution of those energy resources. And it means that the capability and capacity to produce in those lesser developed economies is also reduced. So those economies that we relied on for cheaper labour, cheaper production, are not going to be able to supply while energy prices are distorted in the market. It also means, of course, that there will be producers who have been successful and profitable until now will also fall out of the market as the energy prices rise. And as that happens, that reduces supply. And as that supply falls and prices go higher, you're into stagflation. So not just recession, but stagflation. Falling demand and prices go higher. So actually, thinking about the monetary policy where you are trying to dampen demand doesn't really make sense. And it does conflict seriously with a situation where you're trying to increase demand by lowering taxes. So it's problematic in that sense. And I'm not sure the clarity in the policy is there, particularly in the UK. So that will need a close watch. But I don't think it's there in the international or global sphere either, because I think the policies are too timid in many places. And so they won't really get results. They'll play safety first. And that will ensure that there's recession. In the last edition of the podcast, I looked at resilience and how to create resilience or build capacity for resilience. And I'm minded about a comment which says, what happens to people when they're overwhelmed by change? Well, it's about the way we adapt or fail to adapt to the new future. And so if we're struggling to adapt and we're locked in the past, that can be a serious problem because it means we're not ready to grasp the future. And resilience is about grasping that future. And so when we look at strategies like the United Kingdom mini-budget that happened this week, the one thing that's brave about the policy is it's an attempt to grasp the future rather than simply accept the future. It's an attempt to author that future, to change 
the perspective and to switch gear. And so from that point of view, I think the strategy for growth is to be applauded. Whether or not it will work, it will certainly change things. And let's hope that change is for the better. Well, that's it for this special market edition, which takes into account the United Kingdom budget and, of course, how the rest of the world may or may not respond or react given the present conditions in the economy with regard to energy and price inflation. I'm Tony Hines. I'm signing off. I'll see you next time in the Chain Reaction podcast. So stop by, listen, and catch up on any episode you've missed. Bye for now. Chain Reaction Podcast was written, presented, and produced by Tony Hines. Hi, I'm Tony Hines. I'm here to tell you about the Chain Reaction Podcast, all about supply chain advantage. I've been researching and writing about supply chains for over 25 years. I wrote my first book on supply chain strategies in the early 2000s. Each week we have special episodes on particular topics relating to supply chains. Now we have a weekly news roundup every Saturday at 12 noon. All things impacting global supply chains in that week. So come and join us on the Chain Reaction Podcast. I look forward to seeing you there. I'm Tony Hines. I'm signing off. Bye for now.